Hey, this is Chris. I'm here with my main man, TJ. We're here for another broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, TJ, we're going to talk about the secret sauce or the secret to have something that a lot of people are seeking, and it's perfect peace. How to have perfect peace. And uh, me and you were just talking before the broadcast. We know folks, we've been around folks that, that have had great peace in the middle of storms, you know. You've been through a lot of storms in your life recently, and uh, I'm sure there's days you've had peace, and I'm sure there's days you had pressure. And we've both been around people that a little bit of pressure can, can send somebody in a tailspin, you know. And then I've met people, you being one of them at times, going through with what you went through with your mom and and uh, a few other things that you've had peace when you're when you were, you know, resting in the in the Lord. But you know, I've been both. I've <laughs> had perfect peace in situations, and I've also uh, had chaos. I've definitely been both in my heart and mind. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely let my my imagination run away in like, and then looking back on it, you're like, well, that was really not a big deal. But I really let my imagination run away with it. Yeah, I've you done, know, I've done that. I've done it too. And and they say, you know, eighty percent of what you worry about never comes to fruition. Yeah, I never believe happens. that. I believe that for sure. And why does it seem, you know, to me, it seems that almost the bigger things, it's easier to have peace in. At least from my experience, maybe because in the bigger things, you have no other option but to throw it on God. Cause you're like, that's a good point. You know, like you're like, I know I can't handle this on my own, right? You know, or like I don't even like. There's nothing that I can do to affect the outcome. I guess maybe that's what it is. It's like somewhere in the back of your mind, when in those small situations, you think like I can do something to change this. Wow. You know, so maybe that like stresses you out more. But that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a good key, and I and I and I agree with you, because if I think that I have control or can you know, affect a certain outcome in a situation and it's not going the way that I want it to go, obviously I'm not going to have peace, you know, because uh, I'm going to think that I, that it, that it lays on me Yeah, for the outcome or for the change. Exactly. So you're like stressing out, you know, you're putting that pressure on yourself to fix everything. So how can you have peace when you're applying some of that pressure yourself you can't you know where like I remember with my mom and more like I mean my mom was tough but more like when we found out that we were gonna have triplets I just like that was probably too because we had just been through all the stuff with my mom so I had just been through a heavy situation so triplets felt like nothing probably after that and it was like a good situation too it was like hey this is gonna be crazy but at least it's like wow what a blessing you know yeah so but Definitely, I just remember like I was never stressed out. Like, yeah, it was hectic and it was crazy, and we had a million doctor's appointments. But like, for the most part, the whole process leading up to having having our kids, like, I just felt like at peace. I felt like God had it, and because really, ultimately, there was nothing I could do except for watch, you know, my my babies grow inside my wife and right. watch her, you know, her grow and right her body changed. So it was out of your hands. It was completely out of my hands. So yeah, what else to do but to say, all right, God, 
you, you know, got you got this because there's literally there's nothing that I could do. You know, I would like encourage my wife to eat more. Right. But that's besides that, there is literally nothing I could do other than encourage her to eat more and drive her to doctor's appointments. Right. And if I couldn't drive her to a doctor's appointment, my, you know, my in-laws somebody or somebody would. else would. But right. um, yeah, it's, so it's like nothing to do, but to say, trust, all right, trust the Lord. Yeah. Here you go, God, you got this one. And in those small situations, I'm always like, all right. What can I like? My first reaction is always to try. I'm a fixer. Yeah. So my first reaction is to always try to fix it. Right. So that's probably in those small situations where I think like I've totally freaked out. It's yeah. probably because I'm sitting there like, all right, what can I do? You right. know, I got to do, I, or especially like if you caused it, if yeah. it's a situation that you caused and you're like, now I got to, I got to straighten this out. And then you'd freak out even more. Right. And then stress comes and. Yeah. You know, it's 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 the same with me. You know, if I if I think that I can fix it on my own, stress will arise. Big things that I know that I can't handle, uh, then I, you know, tend to trust the Lord. But like writing a book, for example, uh, when I wrote those books, they're like, man, it was both. There were times when I would trust the Lord, and there were times when I was like stressed. You know, to get chapters done or what to write. Right. You know, and then it's like a light bulb goes off sometimes and it doesn't always go off, but thank God it does. And it's like, you're, dude, you're trying to do this on your own, in your own power, in your own strength. You're not praying about it. You know, yeah, you're writing a book or a chapter for God, you know, but you're not praying, you're not seeking him. And it's like, right. that's where the the answers come. That's where the power is. And And sometimes we, as scripture says in Proverbs chapter three, we lean on our own understanding. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. That's a lot of our problems. <laughs> yeah. So the Bible says, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Right. Proverbs chapter three. And uh, I think if we did that more often than not, we would have peace. And and the verse that this whole broadcast is, is set on today, the first block on the uh, footing today is Isaiah 26, three. And, uh, it says you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26, three, or you can say you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on you. Other virgins say, because he trusts in you. So God's saying, I will keep you in perfect peace if you meet a couple conditions, you know, and, and first it's God who keeps us in perfect peace. So it's God's job to keep us in perfect peace, meaning it's God's will that we're not stressed out, that we're in peace. You know, he doesn't want any of his children, you know, uh, stressed to the max. Right. So he says, listen, if you do these couple things, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace. And what's, so what's our role? Our role, as the scripture says, our job is to keep our minds fixed or focused on the Lord, but it's easier said than done when the pressure's on, you know? Well, it's like that saying, don't turn the molehill into a mountain too. Oh my gosh. And, and yes, you know, so if, That's if, key. if your mind is fixed on the Lord, then you know, you're not going to have the opportunity to turn that molehill into a mountain. And I think that's where, like we're saying, that's where so many of our problems have come into play. Right. When we're talking about peace because it's like we're turning those molehills into mountain instead into mountains instead of giving it to God. Right. You know, and like I know for me, like that's when that like anxiety kicks in. And what's crazy because if you like look into the science behind anxiety, yeah, like 
how God made our bodies, it's pretty wild because it's a fight or flight. Right. You know, so it's like your anxiety kicks in to protect you. That's true. But if you don't allow your body and your mind to work right, then the anxiety can actually hurt you. Oh yeah. Especially if it's a molehill, right? right? If you're actually up against a, a mountain and you have you have that fight or flight has to kick in, right? And your your body needs it's to for react. Your own good. Yeah, it's like spite the spidey sense, man. Like you start getting that tingly feeling and like that's to let you know, let that your body is letting you know that something's not quite right. Right. You know, so you have to either react or get out. Right. So that Feeling is there for a reason. Now, when we get into trouble is when that feeling comes in for no reason. Right. You or, know? And if it's constant, it or can if do it's damage constant. to your body. Exactly. Yeah, there's a hormone called cortisol, and it's released for those reasons. Right. You know, for good reasons in, in dangerous moments. Exactly. Right, if that makes yeah. sense. Good reasons in dangerous moments. However, if you're a person who's affected by stress a lot, that cortisol, I was reading about this, it, it gets released into your system and there's there's these things in our bodies called adrenal glands mm-hmm. and it taxes the adrenal glands. It actually wears them out, like fries them if there's too much of the bad stuff being released. Right. I don't want to call it bad a bad hormone but because it's needed in the right moment. Right, exactly. You I'm know? sure you've had that kick in a thousand times when you were in the state police for, for the right reasons. For the right reasons, yeah. And uh, yep, definitely. You know, responding to a call where somebody's calling for help and you're, you're trying to get there as fast as you can to help that person. Uh, you know, if you ever heard 911 tapes and you hear somebody calling in and they said there's somebody in my house and it might be a teenager saying they're hiding in their closet or whatever and we're trying to get there as fast as they can and I'm sure that all the hormones are being released at that moment. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And, and, you know, our adrenaline is pumping. That's another hormone, adrenaline. But when you're not responding to a call or you're not, you know, you're just living everyday life and those hormones are, can be still released because of stress, because right. of worry, because of fear. And uh, today, a lot of people are in fear of a lot of things, you know, with the coronavirus and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And people are stressed out and uh, people have lost their job, you know, because of corona. I know one person who uh, lost her job. And not only that, applied for unemployment, but would, couldn't get the unemployment. They had to fight to get their unemployment. Like it had to go like a mediator and all that. And they didn't know if they're going to get it. And, you know, all these things in life that surrounded that pandemic caused a lot of people to be stressed out. So what's the antidote? The antidote, obviously, is perfect peace. Okay, Chris, TJ, thanks for telling me that there's perfect peace available. But how do I obtain it is the, uh, you know... The secret, the the what I what we really want to know, and so do we, right? You know, because there's moments when we're stressed out. But the Bible does say that God will keep in perfect peace one type of person, and that's the person whose mind is fixed on the Lord. Now, get this for a reason. Why? Why does a person keep their mind fixed on the Lord? It says it right in Isaiah twenty six three because he trusts in you. So it boils down to one word: trust. If you trust the Lord and your mind is focused on the Lord, so you can trust the Lord. You can be developed as a Christian through trial and heartache and pain and experience, life experience to trust the Lord. But your peace will be stolen at times. You know what I mean? And then you'll you'll try to revert back to that trust. Or you might be a person who completely doesn't trust the Lord just because you don't know how to do it. One, you've never heard about it. 
you know, uh, two, or you just feel like God's not adequate to do whatever you need done to remove that stress in your life, you know, uh, like that person who needed those unemployment checks to be released. That was in the state of Pennsylvania. They were dealing with that state. And uh, the bottom line is there's only one way those things got released. And that was the hand of God through prayer. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they were denied. Yeah. There's, I mean, talk about a, a point where you literally can do nothing to move things along besides pray. Right. You know, you did all you can do. Yeah. And, and it's funny, people say that, and I've said it, and I'm sure you might have said it. Well, there's nothing to do now but pray. Right. When that should be the first thing, like a train. What yeah. is it? The caboose is on the back and the Oh, the I've locomotive. done everything. I might as well pray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been there. Yeah. Right? And and like I said, writing a book, you know, a Christian book for the yeah, Lord. Yeah, you already said it. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I can't figure this chapter out. Let me pray. Yeah. No, Chris, that's got to be the first thing that you do, you know, pray and then rely on the Lord and trust God. And, and tell God about your fears and anxieties and worries and you know it's the best thing let to him do. know right you know talk to him like a father you, you know? know i i was hoping you were gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> talk to him like a father i took a drive with a guy yesterday yesterday who was stressed to the max uh because of a relationship and so i said well you know what one of the things that i do i told this guy we were having coffee i said i get in the car and i go for a ride and i'll pray like it's an isolated uh, spot your car because you know nobody can nobody can bother you nobody can you know open the door of your office and say hey you got a moment so I took a took him for a ride and we went up uh, a couple miles and we just prayed and then we turned around and just prayed and just talked and prayed and prayed and you know he got an answer to prayer yesterday uh, so it was uh, incredible to watch the hand of God do that but that's a that's just a a tip that I do, or I'll go for a walk like early in the morning down to the soccer field that's at the end of my street, and I'll pray walking around the uh, soccer field. But what what I'm saying is what you recommended. When I pray, I'll I'll actually share with God what I'm stressed about. Right. You know, actually like tell him this is what I'm worried about. And man, is that so? Uh, it, it just brings healing to your heart and try to and it kind of refocuses you back on the Lord. Realizing that he's in control, he can handle it, and that he will handle it. Well, just by just by verbalizing your fears and really verbalizing anything, it gives you that ability to kind of like step outside of the situation too, right? And and take a look at it because if you if you like keep all that stuff inside, so like if you keep all that stuff inside, it's just gonna like tear away at you. Yeah. But when you actually like it's I'm j- I'm not kidding everybody. This is science right here. <laughs> but it like it's proven. When you actually verbalize something to somebody, like I think about, you know, in some of our conversations that we've had in the past when I was going through things like just to get things out and to talk things through with somebody. Yeah. It helps you step away and actually see your situation from a different vantage point and can give you, you know, give you a different perspective for another word. Right. On on what's going on and can actually ground you. Yes. So by casting your cares on God, you're actually stepping outside of the situation. Not only are you saying, here, God, I, I physically and mentally and emotionally can't handle this, so here you go, but you're actually stepping away from it and 
getting that different perspective that you can't have unless you put it out there. Right. So you following me? Yeah, no. Yeah, so, you're, you're... so it does two things, right? Like not only are you casting your cares away, you're giving, you're giving them away, Yeah. but you're also changing your perspective on it too. That's right. So it, it helps no matter what, just talking it out with somebody is going to help you. Yes. Right. So, yeah. you know, what better, what, what better person to talk it out with than God? Right. So, yeah. And why do you think somebody wouldn't want to talk it out with God? Well, I know for me, for me, there's been a, a bunch of reasons. It's either this is too small. God doesn't care about it. Or if it's a, if it's something that I've caused I'm almost I'm almost embarrassed to talk to God about it. Even though God knows about it, obviously, I find myself I don't want to talk to God about it because he's ashamed of me. You right. know, which we've talked about a couple of weeks ago is yeah. that's those little darts that Satan throws that's at right. you. Because it's not true. Right. And neither yeah. of those things are true. Right. But I that's how Satan works. I mean, and go back and listen to our episode from a couple of weeks ago to hear all, you know, all those little ways that Satan works. The schemes of the his, enemy. Yeah, yep. his schemes, because neither of those two things are true, but those are probably, in my life, probably the two biggest reasons. And what happens, right, especially in the first one that I said, where I don't want to bring it to God because I think it's too small of a problem, what happens in my mind is I end up letting anxiety take over and stress take over, and I turn that molehill into a mountain. Right. And when I could have just casted it on God from the beginning. And watch him work. You know, is what I say. And, and, and again, there are people who don't have that experience yet with the Lord. They're not, they're not there yet. They might just gave their lives to the Lord. If that's you listening, we're encouraging you, you know, that you can have perfect peace no matter what you're going through. If you're listening to us today and, and you got, you know, something major or minor happening in your life, the answer is still the same. God says, listen, I'll keep you in perfect peace if you fix your mind upon me, that you focus on me because you trust me. And the key word is absolutely trust. Because we trust the Lord, our minds will be fixed upon him, is what Isaiah 26.3 is trying to tell us. And as a result, God will keep us in perfect peace. But the key is, what can we do, TJ, do you think, that we would know that you don't have perfect peace uh, or that you're not trusting the Lord. I think I just gave the answer prior to it, but I'll just share this with you. The other day I was worried about a few things, and I kept reminding myself of Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So in this moment and this place that I was in, I didn't have peace, okay? So I kept saying, Chris, you don't have peace. So th what's the answer? The answer is you're not trusting the Lord. So I was I was talking to myself, you know what I mean? So I was saying, well, okay, there's an absence of peace right now in this moment, which means one thing to, to you, Chris, you're not trusting God. You know, it's evident that you're not trusting God. Well, how's it evident? Because you don't have peace, bro. So I was like preaching to myself. So it, it wasn't <laughs> like, it wasn't like peace just fall, fell upon me at that moment. Yeah. It was just an indicator. Like, you know, when your dashboard on your car, when you're driving down the road, and the other day, my daughter was driving her car, and she called me because the light came on for air pressure in her tires. Okay. So I went, and, and uh, where she had her car parked, I left my car there, and I, I took her car, and I put went to the and got 
uh, airing her tires at a gas station, right? One of her tires was like 20 pounds when it should have been like 35. Hmm. So, but it was the dashboard light that let her know that there was an issue. So listen, the absence of peace is your dashboard light that's saying you're not trusting God. It's not saying that you don't have peace. Yeah, that's obvious. You don't have peace. But it's saying something deeper, something more powerful. It's saying that in that moment, you're not trusting God because you don't have peace. So what I wanted to tell folks today is is what I've experienced is Isaiah 26.3 is a good dashboard gauge, a tip, if you will, to tell you if you don't have peace, there's a reason because you're not trusting God. You know, so that's not the fix all. That's not the end all. It's just an indication, you know, okay, I got to do something different here. If I want peace, I got to learn how to trust God because I don't. So I say all that to say my, if I were you and, and you're listening to me right now and TJ, I would say the very first thing that I would do is memorize Isaiah 26, three. I got another one for you too. Go ahead. First Peter five, seven. Is that cast all your cares on the Lord for he cares for you? Yep, cast all your... And yeah, right, this is... Uh, what is this verse? That's a powerful verse too. NIV says, uh, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. So that's telling me that nothing's too small. Right. Right? No matter what it is, God's saying, listen, cast it on me because I care for you. I love you. Yep. You know? Check this out too. You want to think, you know, God doesn't care about our peace? In the NIV version of the Bible, now granted, this these, if you do a little bit of digging, especially some of the Old Testament, the word peace doesn't necessarily mean the peace that we're talking about. Right. But you know, take that take that with a grain of salt here. In the NIV, the word peace shows up in the Bible two hundred and sixty three times. Wow, man, that's powerful. You want to say peace isn't important to God? Then why is it in the Bible 263 times? You better throw out your calculator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. If you want to try to claim that that peace is important, yeah. Well, you know, it's like my my kids, and I'm sure your kids when they get older. But I don't want my kids stressed out. Yeah. You know, I want them to talk to me about what's going on. Uh, you know, I, I I what was it the other day? I saw one of my daughters in the kitchen. And I'm like, what's the matter? What's wrong? What's bothering you? You know. And so they 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 share with me. Sometimes though, they'll say nothing, Dad. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's what they do tell me sometimes. So that, I think, too, is a problem where we say, nothing, Lord. I got it. Yeah. Oh, totally. And God's like, really? I'm the God of the universe. I don't think you have it. One. Two, you're stressed out. Three, I got it. Yeah, yeah. You're talking to the one who's got it, you know, and I will handle it because in my word, I tell you to cast all your cares on me for a reason. Because I love you. I tell you in Isaiah 26, 3, I'll keep you in perfect peace if you just trust me. So, but it boils down to trust. And uh, I got another verse, 1 Chronicles 5, 20. This is powerful. It says, they cried out, meaning they prayed, right? But they just didn't pray. They cried out in prayer. I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> me too. They cried out to God during the battle. That's what uh, First Chronicles 5.20 says. So they cried out to God during the battle, and he answered their prayers, comma, because they trusted in him. That's that word, trust again. So what I want to say is God responds to this word, and it's called trust. It's, it gets God's attention. It causes God's favor. It results in answered prayer. And it does so much for us, and it lets God know that 
you know, we're fully trusting him. We fully believe in his capability to be God and to run the universe. That's what trust is saying. And, and more than anything, if you read and study the scriptures, TJ, you'll see that God is after our trust. He wants to develop our trust. He wants us to have trust. Trust me. I got this, you know. And our peace is predicated on how much we actually trust in the God who, who rules and reigns in the universe. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I, I you know, to bring it down to, you know, this level. Yeah. I have this like, there, there's a, a very like small amount of things that I get true anxiety about. I'm, I'm would say like, I'm generally a peaceful person, you know, like I feel pretty good. Most of the time I can like give it to God in most situations. I don't like to fly. I get, I, I have nightmares about flying. Like I actually had a nightmare about flying wow. last night. Okay. That wow. I was I was in a plane that crashed. I always survive in my nightmares, but still right. it's like a it's like a nightmare. Yeah. So I always have this fear of flying, but I do it because I love to travel. I like to go on vacation. I like to travel. I like to be in other places. So I just like it's just a hurdle that I in my mind I'm like, I just gotta do it because traveling is part of my life. Right. You know, so we just do it. Plus my work. I travel a ton for my work. Right. I used to travel a lot more. So one of those instances, I got hired to go and do some film work in the Congo, the Democratic Republic of the Congo Wow! in Africa. And the whole scope of the work was to fly in uh, like little six-seater planes all over the country of the DRC is what they call it, Democratic Republic of Congo. So... At this time, I'm like, I got to take this job, but I'm deathly afraid of flying. So not only do I have to take a 20-hour flight, right, across the ocean wow, and across the ocean and across continents to get there, but I ha- once I get there, I'm basically, basically going to be spending the bulk of my time in planes filming. and you For know, a guy doing, who doesn't like flying. For a guy who doesn't like flying. So oh I'm thinking... Boy. I'm going to be, I'm, you know, I'm scared out of my pants, number one, but I'm thinking this is going to cure me of my fear. Oh, wow. So I'm like, I got to do it. And when will I ever get the opportunity to do this again? You know, like I've been all over the place, but that's one place I had never been to is Africa. And I've always wanted to go there. So I was like, I got to do it. And it's like all expenses, not only all expenses paid, but I'm getting paid to go. Right. So I'm like, yeah, all right, I got to do it. So I go, amazing, amazing trip. There were some times where I was definitely scared but what i found when i was on the trip was that i got i started to get to know the pilots so there was three pilots that i flew with constantly every day i was in a plane multiple times a day it was like for them flying is like getting in your car and going to the grocery store right. because there's no other way to get around yeah so you literally hop around from airport to airport because there's no roads never thought about so it that's that why way. the ministry the flight ministries are so important out there so um Anyway, so I found that the more that I got to know these guys, and they were great, great guys, the more that I trusted them, mm. and the less I was afraid to get into the plane, right? So it didn't occur to me, though, while I'm on the trip. I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, I'm cured of my <laughs> anxiety, my <laughs> flight anxiety. And I, so literally, Chris, I kid you not, trip's over, and it's the day that I'm coming home. I step foot on the airliner to come home, and it's just like whoosh, full on, full blown, like anxiety attack. Wow. And I'm sitting in my seat, like telling myself, all right, everything's all right. Calm down, breathe. Like, don't let this go into a full blown panic attack because I've been there. 
you know? Yeah. And like, so I'm like, you can't do this. You're in Africa still. You can't have a panic attack right now. Cause when you start having a panic attack, you think it's a heart attack and then you got to go, you know, you go to the hospital and they tell you it's a panic attack and you know, you don't want to go down that road. So I'm like, all right, you know what this is, you know? And I, I'm like baffled while this is happening. I'm like, I just went through this whole thing. Like what the heck? So it wasn't until like weeks and months after that it occurred to me, I know why that I was okay with flying in those little pickup trucks with wings, right? you know, but I'm not okay on an airliner. That's much, much, much safer. It's because I don't know who's flying the plane, right? You know, I got to know who was flying the plane and I trusted them. I got to sit next to them. And when we're going through turbulence in those little planes, I see how calm they are. They're smiling, they're laughing, they're talking to me, just wow. carrying on with a normal conversation. Talking about perfect peace, right? Yeah. In so the midst I'm, of a storm. Exactly. And we flew through storms and they're like, this isn't, isn't a problem, you know, like it's okay. Right. So, but the second that I got onto a plane where, you know, nowadays, like they used to let you go up to the cockpit and meet the pilots before September 11th. Yeah. And nowadays they don't even let you look in right. anymore, you know? Right. So it's like, you can't even see the guy flying your plane. A lot of times they don't even talk to you on the radio. I know. They used to like say, you know, Hey, you know, we're flying at 30,000 feet. We'll be there. We're expecting a smooth flight or expecting a bumpy flight. Now they don't even talk to you. Yeah. So it's like, I can't even hear the dude's voice. So we could literally be, this thing could be ran by computers and I wouldn't know. Right. And that's like the type of stuff that goes through my mind. And I'm like, here I am in this metal tube floating through the sky. 30,000 feet And high. I have to completely trust that this person, you know, didn't come into work tired today, isn't a drug addict, isn't drinking, isn't, you know, and that he's got my best interest in his mind. Mm. And I don't know that. Right. So that's why I freak out. Because yeah. number one, it's a control issue, right? Like I need to let it go. You know, like, and that's why I always tell myself, like, you got to let it go, dude. Like you chose to be on this plane, you know, give it, you know, give it away, give it to God, trust that God's, God's right. got this, God's got you, you know, he put the, the pilot there, that pilot's okay. Um, you know, so I, I do like a lot of times I find myself just praying constantly when I'm on flights. Uh, but it's, it's definitely, it boils down to a trust issue. So if yeah. we're bringing this down to earth. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah. It's how much, you know, we find this yourself in those situations where anxiety is kicking in. You got to ask yourself, all right, am I trusting God? You know, am I trusting this pilot? Right. Because if you're trusting... Who is God? Exactly. Wow, that's a great point. I'm glad you shared that. So, so not a long story short, no, but a but long story. No, but I mean, story. a great point in that you trusted those pilots in Africa yeah. because you got to know them. Exactly. You talked I had to a them. rapport with them. You yeah. even sat with them in, in times when you were flying and... And when you're on that big jetliner, you don't know who's flying it. You've never met them, never talked to them. You're sitting in a seat. Like many people, I'm sure that somebody is identifying with your story right now that's listening. And, you know, myself too, I pray. I pray before we uh, take off. You know, I'm praying in the air when you get everybody and their brothers praying when you hit turbulence, yeah. right? You see people praying. <laughs> yeah. and, you uh, think people are sleeping, but they ain't sleeping. <laughs> no. It's like that old saying, uh, this guy goes to heaven. And uh, a bus driver and a pastor go to heaven. And so they meet St. Peter at the gates. And so he walks the bus driver down to a mansion. He goes, welcome to heaven. Here's your mansion. And the pastor starts jumping for joy, raising his hands. He goes, oh, my gosh, they just gave a bus driver a mansion. I'm a pastor. I can't wait to see what I get. Yeah. They walk him all the way down the end of the street, right? And they show him a shack. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. He goes, you just gave a bus driver a mansion. I'm a pastor. You're going to give me this shack? And St. Peter goes, that's right, man. He goes, listen, when that dude was driving his bus, people were praying. He said, <laughs> when you were preaching, 
people were sleeping. <laughs> That's hilarious. Welcome to your new shack. Yeah. So it's like the airline thing. Yeah. When it hits turbulence, everybody and their brother is praying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, and they are. And so they say there's no atheists in foxholes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, an old military term. Yeah. But. The bottom line is that's a great story because it, it helps me too. Like the the bottom line is if you get to know God personally, you're going to trust him more. Yeah. You know, and if you trust him more, what the scripture is saying in Isaiah 26, 3, you're going to have more peace in your life. It's all about, okay, if I'm trusting God with 80% of my affairs, then you know, I'm going to have a lot more peace. 80% more peace or whatever mathematically. I'm not saying that's going to be that way, but you know you know what I mean? If I'm trusting God with zero of my affairs, I, I, I according to the scripture, I'm probably going to have zero peace, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like what you always say about prayer, too. It's the same same principle. Who's going to have more answer to prayer? The person that prays about everything, right? Or the person that prays about nothing? Right. So the more that mathematically, you, it's the person that prays yeah. about everything. So if if you trust God with more of yeah more of your things going on, then you're going to have more peace, more than, peace. than the average Just, bear. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but so how do you develop trust in God? Is what I think people should know, and and I would say it's uh, by your faith a gym membership. Meaning, just start practicing. Yep. You know, start taking those little things, start praying about them, and start trusting God, developing this relationship with God as a father more as, or versus God as a God. You know, we both know people that go to church, and it's a good thing to go to church, but there's this disconnect between church and God knowing him personally. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to a church, you can be involved in a church, you can do great things in a church, you hear great messages in a church, you learn great things in a church, but you learn who God is by trusting him, you know, outside of the church walls. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, and you do that through prayer, trusting him with little things. Again, another tip would be to memorize Isaiah 26.3, use that as your dashboard gauge saying, okay, I don't have peace right now, just agree with it. I don't have peace. I'm sitting in an airline, airplane. I don't have peace. That tells me one thing. I'm not trusting God. And then get into the scriptures, get into prayer, start thinking back of some things that God has done, answers to prayer, and you will have peace when you start trusting God. But to develop that peace, you're going to have to practice. You're going to have to buy your faith and gym membership, meaning you're going to have to start praying about a lot of things that you normally would say, I got this. You got to throw out that mentality. I got this mentality. Yeah, there's a term that's floating around these days, uh, and it's not used for this type of stuff, but I kind of like the term for what we're talking about. It's called, you got to put in the work, hmm. right? So you, you want to have peace. Well, you got to put in the work on the back end. Wow. It's, you know, just like going to the gym. You know, you, you want to be ripped. You got to put in the work. Well, it's like last week's message. There is a reason yeah. for things. If you, if you want to listen to last week's message... Uh, you can. It's on our website. It's also on our podcast. Um, anywhere uh, your podcasts are downloaded. Right, anywhere. So, yeah, there's a reason you would have perfect peace. What is the reason? Because you're trusting God. you, know, you got to put the work in. Right, you want to trust God, put in the work, get into his word. That's huge to get into his word, too, because uh, you got to know who God is. you got to know his attributes. Yes, you know, you I gotta, would agree. So if you don't get into the word, then you're not really going to know who God is. Like you ever read a biography about somebody and you walk away feeling like, you know, really know who that person is. Yes. Like you hung out with that person or a documentary. I used to like, 
that, that was a big part of my life was, uh, doing documentary style film. Right. And so I would be like working on these documentaries and I'd feel like I'm like hanging out with these, like I'm editing, you know, like days and days and days of editing. And I would feel like I'm hanging out with these people. Yeah. Just by doing that. Just by doing it. Cause I spent so much time with them on film. You get to you know, know. listen to them talk. Yeah, like I really got to know them through that process, feeling like, wow, I walked out of this like so close to this person, even though I'm not really, yeah. but like feeling like I know this person so well because of how it's a good point. How much time I spent with them, you yeah. know, it was through. So same thing with God's word, like how much time are you spending getting to know God through his word? Right. You know, yeah. I just did a, a year long uh, audio Bible. Wow. So like every time I get in the car in the morning, I throw on the audio Bible. And just, wow. you know, I just listened to it. Yeah. I just finished the other day. And it was like a, an amazing experience because like to hear the scripture, it's so much different than reading it. Yeah. And reading it's definitely good. Like I definitely would say read. Right. Because then you can really, you know, break things apart and really like meditate on different parts. But like when you're he- listening to it, you're just listening to it kind of like laid out and you can hear everything in context. Yeah, that's you good. You know, so it's like. You should do both. Yeah, you should do both for sure. Right, especially if you travel. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. And you ride in a car or an airplane or whatever it may be, a train. Yeah, it, it, the, the bottom line is to get into God's word because, man, you want to talk about something that will bolster your faith is reading God's word. And you'll know the attributes of character and the you know, side of God that you don't know, that you're not going to know without reading his word. You're going you're gonna to learn about God through prayer. And you're going to see things about God how he responds to prayer. Uh, if you're not praying, you're not going to see that side of God, you know? If you don't ask God for forgiveness, you're not going to see that side of God, the right. forgiving side of God. Well, check know? this out, back to what we, what we were just talk about, talking about with the, getting into the Word. Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the Word about Christ. I love it. Right? Yeah. So That's it. It sums it up. That you want to have faith, right. trust, peace, yeah, which peace. builds peace, yeah, which builds peace. You, you got to get into the word. You got to put the word. work in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. I mean, just you know, to break that down, faith comes from hearing the message of Christ. Right. That's how faith comes. Yeah. So there you go. So three things that I would say as we end this broadcast: memorize scripture, Isaiah twenty six three. Use that as your dashboard gauge to know when you don't have peace. And when you're not trusting God, then you got to make a decision. Am I going to trust God with this? Verbalize what you're worried about, right? We talked about that. What are you fearing? What are you anxious about? Tell God about it. Cast your care on the Lord, 1 Peter 5, 7, right? Know yep. that verse too. Memorize it. You so know. many good verses in yeah. this today. Yeah, oh man. And then get into the Word of God, right? Get in, immerse yourself into the Bible, and you will be, if you did those three things, if anybody did those three things that we're talking about this morning, TJ, they're going to be a different person. It may not happen overnight, but if they start trusting God more, they're going to have more peace. Well, it's definitely not going to. I mean, just like we said, you got to put the work in. You got to practice. So, yeah, but right. you'll look back in a year, two, three, and you'll be like, oh, my goodness. Like, wow, thank you, Lord. Right. God you know? did this. God did that. Yeah. You know, and you'll remember, and it, that'll boost your faith, too. So, so if you're listening to us and you need any help with perfect peace, you know, or you're struggling 
we do have a link on our website, godtaughtme.com. That's godtaughtme.com. And there's a link that you can submit a prayer request. We'll pray for you. If you don't have a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. Or if you need somebody to talk to, you can call us and the numbers on our website. And, you know, we're just here to help you. We're here to help you experience God, not just as a God, but as a father. That's our goal here. TJ and I's goal. So God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. For more information on anything that Chris is doing, visit GodTaughtMe.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play.